0: Hey! <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Beast Monkey Podcast. My name is Chris.
0: My name is Joe,
2: also known as Jose. And I'm out.
1: It is Sunday, the 30th of December, 2018, the last Sunday of the year. We've just finished watching UFC 232, John Jones versus Alexander Gustafson. I think it's the first UFC card that had two cat two fighters named Alexander on the on the main card. Mm-hmm momentous occasion.
0: Did you enjoy that elf? I thought it was great. Some yeah. good fights.
1: What was your favorite fight, Joe?
0: Hmm. Definitely John Jones, Gustafsson. Just different level.
1: Yeah, it was pretty and Jones is interesting.
0: pretty amazing. He uh, can do amazing things. <laughs> on all fronts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I think he just showed that he's got the most picograms of anyone in the ufc by
0: far absolutely i think he's got about i think it worked out that based on seven liters of blood and maybe someone his size is probably about seven maybe eight liters of blood that's about what a liter of picograms that's <laughs> about five hundred five hundred thousand picograms of
1: of john ter- jones of
0: john jones yeah, yeah. hashtag Pico Graham.
1: Hashtag Pico Great. um So for people who, who didn't watch it or don't know, don't know what we're talking about, John Jones beat Alexander Gustafsson in the light heavyweight
0: championship. A belt that was relinquished by the former champ who was a dual title holder, Daniel Cormier. So he held the light heavyweight and the heavyweight uh, belts, relinquished his light heavyweight, which meant that the winner of the fight today um, ultimately becomes the lightweight division champion.
1: Daniel Cormier also lost his last two losses were to John Jones, correct?
0: Correct. Yeah. However, the first loss was was counted as a loss. The second fight went down as a no contest, so technically it's not a loss, due to a uh, failure um, drug test.
1: A picogram.
0: Where they found picograms.
1: <laughs> Alf, what do you think about these picograms?
2: I reckon they're great. I love picograms. <laughs> I take them every morning.
0: Of what? Picograms. Of picograms. So you take picogram of picogram.
1: I caught a picogram in Pokemon Snap just the other day. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to evolve into um, a metabolite, I think, once it wins its next few fights.
0: So you're carrying long-term metabolites right now, which will probably won't flush out, or they'll, they'll, they'll pulse, I think.
1: They're going to sit in my fat cells. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I don't think anyone knows what we're talking about. No. I hope no. so. Um, what have you been doing this week, Joe?
0: Should we explain that? Maybe we should explain it.
1: Oh, we can explain it later. You what have you been doing this week?
0: I just got back from the coast. Three right. days of relaxation.
1: Where down the coast were you?
0: Malua Bay. Which Good is, weather.
1: Which is where? Uh,
0: New South Wales.
1: Near where? Near Batemans <laughs> it's, Bay? It's in Australia.
0: Oh. It's in Australia.
1: <laughs> where are we right now? Is it a two-hour drive, a three-hour drive, a four-hour drive from Canberra? We're
0: on planet Earth. Look, if you don't know where Malua Bay is... If we're not explaining
1: where Malua Bay is, we're not explaining what a picogate is. That's the facts.
0: Let's explain picograms before we explain where Malua Bay is.
1: A picogram is a thousandth of a nanogram. Is it? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes, 0.001 of a nanogram. A nanogram nanogram is a thousandth of of a microgram, is it? Milligram,
0: picogram, a unit mass equal to zero point zero 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 one grams.
1: Yeah, that's pretty small, right?
0: Is there a word like microgram? No, it's not a microgram. Milligram, it's a picogram. Anyway, it's very very small. That's crazy. How
1: many picograms are in an Instagram?
0: It's a good question. I don't know.
1: How long were you down the coast for? Three days. How was it? Did you go for swims?
0: No. No swimming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in swimming. <laughs> I went there to relax. I didn't there to.
1: Are you joking? I can't tell if you're joking or not. I you didn't... really didn't go to the beach?
0: I, re- I went to the beach. I didn't go swimming. You
1: didn't go in the water? No. You didn't even get your feet wet?
0: No. I wasn't there for long enough to do that. For, for me to go, take, go through the effort of going into the sea, I've got to be there for at least a week.
1: Did you wet your beak while you were down there? No. You didn't wet anything? I didn't wet anything. Alf, what have you been up to this week?
2: I also went to the coast.
1: Where did you go down the coast? Malua Bay. Where's Malua Bay?
2: It's, it's the south central coast, so just a bit past uh, Batemans Bay.
1: Uh, maybe half an hour north of Bateman's Bay, would you say?
2: Uh, yes, about that, yeah. No, not even that small, like 15 minutes. 15 minutes, yeah.
0: When was the last time you went there?
2: Yeah, it's actually...
1: I've never been to Malure Bay.
0: (laughs) Have you been to Bateman's Bay?
1: I've been to Bateman's Bay. It's kind of like the hub when you come from Canberra, you go through Bateman's Bay to everywhere else. So everything else, I track it in terms of how far it is from Bateman's Bay. Does that make sense?
0: You never really went to the bay back in the day. You went to... I'm not a
1: South Coast guy, I'm a North Coast guy.
0: You go to the Gold Coast.
1: Yeah, because my family's from the Gold Coast. I'm a Queenslander at heart. My mum's from Wellington, but her mum's from Gympie, which is North Queensland. And my dad's from Queensland. So deep down, we're all from Queensland except for my mum's dad. Hmm. And we don't know where he's from, but I'm actually doing a DNA testing. I've ordered the, the kit and it's arrived. It's waiting at the post office for me to pick it up. So in about six weeks, I'll know categorically where I'm from.
0: What are you expecting? What sort of results.
1: Probably seventy picograms of lizard blood,
0: mm-hmm.
1: thirty picograms of uh, probably basketball. I'm not sure. I have no idea because my dad's dad was adopted, and my mum's dad has no history. So that's fifty percent. I know my mum's mum is maybe Irish descent, and my dad's mum is got some English blood.
0: Do you have any idea how they work these things out? So how do they know?
1: The DNA. Hmm. Well, they've got large population bases of people who they know are from those regions. Right. Who have like genealogical histories of those regions and they see what the DNA reads like on those people. And then they use that as a comparison. And if you've got similar strands of DNA to those people, they say, oh, that's those strands of DNA are only found in people who are from those, those regions. And they test the DNA of like skeletal remains and all that stuff dating back in those regions as well. Does that make
0: sense? Mm, I wouldn't mind doing one of those.
1: Definitely do one. They're like a hundred bucks.
0: Yeah. uh, One of the benefits that I've read of doing that is that you can adjust your diet to, um, I guess, your ancestors, to what your ancestors were accustomed to, which, you know, can help with certain allergies. and. Yeah, definitely.
1: What percentage of native uh, Chilean would you be? i have no idea you reckon you're any what percent european you would guess if you had to guess
0: i would say it's probably going to be mostly european really Mm. yeah spanish european apparently yeah there's some italian there apparently apparently there's some palestinian in there or some i don't know north african
2: arab thing
1: i'm I'm interested to see what you've got alf what about you
2: that'd probably be the same i think uh you know, there'd be some some Chilean native blood in there, but um, mm. there's probably some, you know, Arabic or, you know, um, some European as well there, I would think. Mm. Spanish, definitely.
1: It'd be pretty funny if it came back and I was actually 85% native Chilean <laughs> and you guys were just like full Spanish.
0: Wouldn't surprise me at all, Chris.
1: <laughs> it just doesn't show up in my gene, in my looks. At all looks are just skin deep anyway so i'm going to be sending off that swab in the next few days
0: so you order the kit 100 bucks take the swab put it back in a little vial send it back and how long does it take for them to come back to you
1: they say six to eight weeks Ah, shit but i think it could be quicker i think they just give themselves that kind of freedom to take ages if they're busy Hmm. or this time of year i'm sure people are on leave and taking time off so I mean yeah it'll be it'll be curious to see where my dad's dad's from because there's no history on him and um I think maybe they know where his my dad's dad's mum they know who she is but they don't know who my dad's dad's dad is at all if that makes sense hmm. and my mum's dad she tried to look up a bunch of stuff back in Wellington a while back and she just ran into a dead end so she got like as far as Mitchell's Creek <laughs> Which is a small community <laughs> near Wellington.
0: Wow. So they give to that level of detail.
1: Oh, no, that, not on a DNA testing. Like, oh, that's that was just did. her looking up right. <clears throat> records back in Wellington in, in the library. That'd be crazy if they came back and go, yeah, you're from a small um, creek near Dubbo.
0: <laughs> you're from Latham Creek.
1: Jinnadera <laughs> Creek. Actually, interesting. They've just put up a sign near my house. You know how there's a creek, Jinnadera Creek, that goes in front of my parents' place, actually goes in front of my house as well. It's about 50 meters from the road. Did you know that? Mm. There's a big sign the government have just put up saying that that area there is the largest um, archaeological site finding of um, indigenous artifacts in all of like southeast New South Wales, I think. Over 5,000 things at Gininderra Creek in West MacGregor.
0: Are you sure it's just not your trash that you've been <laughs> throwing into the creek? <laughs> it's just stuff
1: mum threw out. No, no, this is dating back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and maybe thousands
0: of this years. Is found in all Nintendo in there?
1: They've just been finding, yeah, they found, found the Nintendo that got stolen when we went to Wellington that year and someone burgled us. They found Dr. Mario.
0: No, it's actually from 50,000 years ago. The indigenous Australians were.
1: The old Indigitendo. They stole everything. Um, They stole that generation of <laughs> game consoles. <laughs> no. um, Yeah, no, well, it'll be interesting to see and to see what percentages of what I am. But it is really funny that they put that sign up. I'm like, oh, wow, that's really weird.
0: That is weird. Yeah. And what are people supposed to do with that?
1: With that information? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a historical site. They just needed to mark it. They're like, we oh, we found five, th- uh, they said over 5,000 items of like historical merit that they found, like old digging and cutting utensils and bowls and different different things that were definitely used and made by people and they lived and camped by the creek.
0: And then they built some suburbs over it.
1: Well, it's very... No, there's no suburbs built over that exact area. It's still uh, pretty open. There's like some farmland, but there's a little pond about 200 meters from my house where about a thousand kangaroos show up all the time. It's just... The hill is dotted in kangaroos. It's crazy.
0: Do you reckon there's, there's some kind of spiritual calling of the kangaroos there, but- as a result of, you know, I guess the, the history.
1: I think it just makes sense that if the indigenous people ate the kangaroos, that it would make sense that they would try and live near where all the kangaroos drink water.
0: Drink water? is well, that? There's you, a mean, giant, you mean literally drink water? No, there's that, a giant pond
1: like there, like an old school dam type pond that's been there forever. And the kangaroos just show up there all the time to drink. Hmm. So it makes sense that the indigenous people would live nearby if they want to kill the kangaroos and eat them. Hmm right
0: kangaroo that's something i must try in um in the grill definitely the pellet grill this episode of the podcast is brought uh, to you by traeger the world's greatest um pellet grills
1: pellet grills um if you go to traeger.com.au forward slash picogram you'll get a free pellet
0: you get a, a picogram of a pellet <laughs>
1: Which has long-term metabolites, so be careful. Yeah. You might um, you might piss hot, like two hundred and five degrees, <laughs> <laughs> or four hundred degrees Fahrenheit.
0: I think we really need to explain that people are probably.
1: So uh, John Jones, the fighter who we were talking about earlier, fifteen months ago, he tested uh, what they would call uh, positive for not having a steroid in his bloodstream, but. A metabolite, which is something that the body uses to get rid of the steroid, to clear it out, that stays around in the system for a while, was in his bloodstream, and that's what they tested him on. He had like 80 picograms, which is a thousandth of a nanogram, in his bloodstream, in some quantifiable amount of his bloodstream anyway. And um,
0: So bowl a banned substance. Turinabol. Turinabol. sorry. Turinobol, yeah. Which is used to... Um, slow down uh, muscle loss um, while you're trying to cut weight Um, so it's good for cutting fat and maintaining your muscle uh, mass while also reducing weight you know reducing fat at the same time which is I guess pretty advantageous for MMA fighters who you know as they get closer to a fight and when they go into camp and they need to do their um, weight cut towards the end especially during the last week then being on that stuff is going to allow them to um, hold on to that muscle as much as possible And just drop water weight and then get it back. So, yeah, it Mm. helps.
1: Sounds like something that a lot of guys might do. So, he tested positive. He has, apparently, they test him once every 20 days or so for the last year. He's been banned for a while, but they keep testing him. And it keeps occasionally showing up in his system at zero and then back at 20 and then at four and then zero again. And then, what, 60 and then zero twice. And then back at 80 during his weight cut. But no signs of any of the other metabolites or of the original drug. So they said, we don't think that he's taken anything additional. But they said they think it's been stored in his fat cells and that yeah. he burnt it out when he was cutting weight.
0: So apparently no evidence of any anything that he took, orally or, or otherwise. These are all metabolites, which means that it's been metabolized and this is basically what's left over.
1: Yeah, like a shadow, shadow. Yep. an echo of the drug.
0: It's gone through the, through the liver.
1: <coughs> yeah. So... Yeah, so it's interesting. They're saying this, possible. Anyway, this is probably quite boring. You can listen to the latest Joe Rogan podcast if you want to hear more about the details of that, but that's what we're joking about.
0: Yeah, because the whole the whole thing was mismanaged, I guess. It wasn't managed very well.
1: It probably shouldn't have gone to the media if they did what they did, hmm. but I guess they had to explain. Anyway, we, we we don't need to go into that detail. There's lots of other podcasts that are going into too much detail about Keep,
0: that. Keeps the UFC all that drama makes it more interesting unfortunately for the wrong reasons but it's still yeah makes it more fun more entertaining
1: Alf do you find that what do you think about the whole deal
2: uh, I'm not like a big UFC uh, viewer mm. like i'm I'm interested in the big fights and the and the um the main events really but hearing about you know all this this drama is i I can see how it would you know make things more interesting for actual you know people that watch it all the time but uh yeah i, li- I like to find the humor in like you know the, the whole pico gate <laughs> issue that's you heard you it know, here it's first <laughs> pico gate guys on Beast monkey
0: yeah i don't know the whole the whole sports professional sports and performance enhancing drugs is very fascinating sport. i find it really interesting sport sport
1: um yeah it is interesting I've actually been sick most of this week. I've had a sore throat during this Christmas week. There's
0: probably a few things you could take for that. A few picograms of turinabol.
1: <laughs> turinabol. I've been. I have been keeping my muscle mass on due to my cold showering. I like to still claim that my cold showers help keep my lean muscle mass on.
0: It's an anabolic <laughs> shower. <laughs> There's like six
1: pic- picograms of water in every shower. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get that wet. Has um, an anabolic effect. But oh. what I have been doing is just hanging out with my dogs. Um, a friend of mine bought some cooling gel pads. These like mats that transfer heat. They're really good. You put your hands on them. And they feel cold.
0: That's for recovery.
1: For the dogs to yeah. lie on. Because they're too hot because they can't sweat. And I don't have air conditioning at my house. And so the dogs are like, what the fuck is going on? But um, it I bought some extra body. helps yeah. their
0: produce certain proteins special proteins that helps them recover more quickly.
1: I actually, they were quite hot and distressed yesterday. And so I took them into the shower and um, gave them cold showers. They were like, no, no. Oh, that's actually quite nice. Like b- both of them struggled and I had to like force them in. And then as soon as they got under the cold water, they were like, ah, oh, and just stood there and like enjoyed it because it was so hot. It was like really hot and they were really uncomfortable with the heat. And uh, now that then they just chilled out. Their coats were wet. They were happy. They just sat down and like went back to sleep. It was good. I took them out for a walk at about one in the morning because that was when it was finally cool enough. Got down to 25 degrees in McGregor by one in the morning.
0: You are probably the only person in Canberra. You probably the only person in the state walking.
1: There's no other dog walkers out. There's a few cars around, but I just walk around listening to... Uh, what podcast? I was listening to the Comedians Comedian podcast. Uh, Stuart someone... Stuart Goldsmith interviewing James Acaster and I was so impressed with it that I actually used my new audible.com credit to get James Acaster's autobiography book and I was listening to it on the drive out here. It's quite good. It's interesting.
0: Cool. If you're wondering what that noise was, that's my dog Rocky complaining that he uh, hasn't been allowed to go into the pool.
1: Rocky's been trying to get on the podcast for a while, hasn't he?
0: He has. He went surfing because I took him down on the coast. He um, we went for a surf. Look at him go.
1: Was he a good surfer?
0: Silly boy. Yeah. He is. He floats. Yeah. He's got yeah. positive buoyancy. <laughs> Do
1: you guys get any cool presents for Christmas?
0: No. Nah, I hate Christmas. I hate
2: presents.
1: <laughs> I hate presents of mind. Alf, what did you get?
2: What did I get? I, get a, I got myself some bottles of alcohol.
0: Those are the best presents. The ones you get for yourself.
2: Yeah. I got lots yeah. of those i figured figured this was and I, a... and i was i received a one of those pop figures of a xenomorph okay that's cool. which i you know i really like yeah yeah you got yourself that no 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 that that was a gift oh wow from uh my nieces how thoughtful yeah that's good that's
1: pretty good joe you bought yourself presents i think you said you hate presents yeah what did you get yourself i like my presents. what did you get
0: yourself um i got myself a pellet grill and I got myself um, some running shoes Yeah, because my old ones were trashed.
1: Are these Christmas presents or are these is presents?
0: P- Christmas presents. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess we're still in the 12 days of Christmas to be fair, so yeah. that's a good call.
0: It, every day is Christmas for me.
1: Hey, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> every day is not Christmas for you. You don't get special Christmas just because you've got a pellet grill and I don't.
0: That was some good meat, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, it was a good lunch. Is a hell of a oh, afternoon lunch. What time do we eat? Three. I think it's we, good. That's the best time to eat.
0: Yeah, any later than that and messes with my sleep.
1: Oh really? Mm. Yeah, any earlier than that and messes with my sleep.
0: <laughs> That's because you, you sleep. Oh, out.
1: these yeah. breaks. Guess what time I've been going to sleep on you, average. You know, know what you should do.
0: Night. I know you're sleeping like three hours, but what you should do is you should you need to get like a remote job, a, a job where you can work from home, and you should work for the Northern Hemisphere.
1: <laughs> I tell you what I went to sleep At 3am For the last four nights Because it's just been too hot And I've been walking the dogs at 1am Because it's been too too hot To do them at any other time And I sleep in until past midday Today's the earliest I've been up When you called at 11.30 To say come over That's crazy It's not crazy though it It's is. comfortable for me I like that That's how my my body Like leans towards that that's my natural state. I'm a night owl. That sleep book, the guy said 30% of humans are night owls and 10% of those 30% are extreme night owls, which are just as happy being up at night as they are during the day.
0: I think you've just convinced yourself that you fall into that category after reading that book to, to justify the...
1: No, this is the first time I, I didn't read it for that at all. I was expecting it to say, no, you just got to get up early. I used to do, I used to get up at 5.45 every day for
0: basketball. Unconscious, wise. For ye-
1: years at a time, I got up at 5.45 in the morning, went to bed at nine. Validation. I've done it in the past, but as soon as I don't have to do it, my body leans towards it. Whereas other people, they lean towards waking up at 6am. That's their natural state. That's their inclination, you know? Why should I fight as hard as I can to do something that other people do naturally? That's so unfair. Don't you think? Not really. Why is that not really unfair? (laughs) How is that? It's like the definition of unfair—that I have to fight really hard to get something that other people have. John
0: Jones is the definition of unfair. His genetics. Oh,
1: I think his genetics are more the the definition definition of unfair. He's the Usain Bolt of fighting.
0: Actually, I got into Victor Conte. So Victor Conte was the an American guy, and he was the guy who founded Balco. Um, Bay Area Laboratory Cooperative and Balco was a supplements company that was basically running all the drugs programs for the US Olympic Athletics team (coughs) Um, so Marion Jones Barry Bonds the the baseball player a few other people in there um, you know sprinters Basically, all on his program, so he was, you know, drawing up the plans, the calendars, um, getting them on all the gear, so testosterone, human growth hormone, all sorts of stuff to enhance performance. All that stuff you're on, Joe. So he spoke about um, the Jamaican uh, running team, mentioned Usain Bolt, and he's like, "Look, the guy's a freak, freak human." Like, I've colleagues in the industry who have worked closely with him. From a genetic standpoint, the guy's a freak. You know, one in, in seven billion sort of thing. We've never seen anyone like him. Yeah. But he wasn't being tested off-season at all. It's a joke. you saying bold.
1: Of course not. And the, All uh, those
0: Olympians are on drugs. And the improvements in his times, where he's, you know, beating everyone by meters. Uh, he's like, yeah, that, that's highly suspicious.
1: They're all doing it though. None of the guys he's beating are clean. Probably. That 100 metres final, the top eight guys in the world, none of them are clean. They're all winning their local Pro-
0: country probably. meets by those Pro- probably, leagues. Probably, because it's impossible to know. So, it's highly probable. It just <laughs> seems
1: insane to me that like the American team would be putting up clean athletes. Like, that just seems insane to me. Mm. And Jamaica yeah, are cheating. That,
0: that would just be unfair.
1: You realise Ben Johnson wasn't actually Canadian, by the way. He was just Jamaican.
0: Well, that's like saying you're not... Actually, no, it isn't.
1: No, he was born in Jamaica and... Uh, he was born in Jamaica, trained in Jamaica and then emigrated to Canada a couple of years before the 88 Olympics. Mm. He had run for Jamaica, I believe, in the
0: past. He sounds pretty Jamaican when you hear him speak. And he
1: talks with a Jamaican accent.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe it's just from that Jamaican part of Toronto.
1: There's, Have you heard that joke, that really bad joke um, about I knew a girl that went to the West Indies? No. And they said Jamaica and it's like, no, she didn't want to run free will. <laughs>
2: Good one, Chris. Good one.
1: It's not my joke.
2: And you're forgiven. It's fine. Cool, man.
1: Alf, what games have you been playing this this Christmas break?
2: Uh, I actually haven't been playing many games this Christmas break. Um, Mainly because I was... uh, You don't play games. You don't have time. No, 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 no. You don't have time to play games. I, I make the time when it's a good game. Uh, but no, cause, because I was—that's not true. I was at the coast. Oh, um, so I haven't played for a week, and then just before that, I was you know gearing up to go to the coast and getting stuff ready and cleaning my house and setting up my kitchen, which is being built. So, well, in in the final stages of it. So, but I did get Just Cause Four. Hmm. How come? That was that was on special, wasn't it? PSN. It was. It was. It was it's it's a great game. Um I had the the previous one before that and it's such a great game. You just you know, fly around and just blow right. up stuff. That's just so destructive. I love yeah. it. It's great. I love it.
1: Sounds good. Joe, what games have you been playing lately?
0: So before I went to the coast, what was I playing? I was playing FIFA nineteen. It's trash, right? So I bought it knowing knowing that I was Let's prob- this be probably clear. gonna be you
1: knew it was gonna be trash.
0: They didn't have any Provolution Soccer. In your copies. heart you knew it was I knew be it was trash. gonna be trash. Okay. And then, then I installed it, played it. Look, it's very polished, fantastic graphics, they have all the licensing, the commentating is top polished. I'm polished
1: <laughs> You're like it's a great plumber. <laughs> yeah. They have all the licenses, they got all the characters.
0: Yeah, so you know it looks 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 very pretty. Good eye candy, but the physics of it—no
1: substance. This is horrible. It's, a, it's it's an just,
0: arcade garbage. It's slow. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and then downloaded pro. So I got Prover twenty nineteen. Be pleased to know, and that you feels much better. You downloaded that? I did. It was on special just before Christmas. It was thirty bucks, and it was good. Pretty good. I've I've played it for like five minutes, but it just immediately felt much more natural.
1: Do you think you'll be able to beat me this time? Since I owned you so badly last time we played Ever?
0: You don't have a picogram of a chance of beating me in, in 2019. But um,
1: is that the picogram edition?
0: Yes. Of Pro Evo. Yep. I forgot what I was going to say. Now I was going through the list of games, and then you rudely interrupted me. Wipeout V um, for VR. Um, What's that? Star Trek VR. What's Wipeout? It's a um, racing game. Kind of like futuristic. You know the F Zero. You know the, the the pod races of Star Star Wars? Yeah, like F Zero. Kind of like that. I don't know what F Zero is. So there was that. Alf um, picked up a copy of Star Trek VR for me, which we, we got to give that a, give that a whirl. And a couple of the PSN monthly free games. There's some good ones in there. There's a platformer, kind of like Jill of the Jungle. I played about half an hour of that. It's pretty cool. And then there's also Bullet Storm, I think it is, which is a really cool. Um, first-person shooter, lots of action based on the Unreal Engine, I believe it is. Pretty sure it's the Unreal Engine, yeah. Um, Yeah, a few games. Yeah, okay.
1: That's F-Zero on the GameCube. Still one of the greatest futuristic races of all time. It's
0: a lot like F-Zero. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. It was on the Super Nintendo, I believe, as well.
0: Yeah, Wipeout is probably... The scale is a little bit different, but anyway, on VR, Unreal.
1: of course, any kind of these arcade-type speed races would be
0: amazing on VR. You get dizzy. You get dizzy because it's yeah, it's pretty intense.
1: Did you play F Zero on the GameCube, Alf?
2: Um, I remember playing it. I'm not. I can't remember which console it was on the. Um, but yeah, I, I played. I played like a bunch of those games. Um, yeah, it's a good game. It's a good game. And it would be crazy on her on VR. It would be pretty, ba- pretty sickening,
1: sickening. <laughs> um, Joe's just brought up the one of the undercard fights from the UFC. An Australian girl kicked an American woman in the eyeball, and they had to stop the fight.
0: That's right, technical uh, knockout. Um, so it was Megan Anderson, is her name? She's from, Brazil, yeah, she's isn't from she? Brisbane. Yeah, she's from Brisbane. Yeah. Big she's girl. actually
1: really good friends with that uh, Laura Laura Sanko, I believe her name is now, because she's married, who I went to high school with in Kansas right. City. Yeah. Free Catholic. I live in Kansas City, yeah. Free
0: Catholic, Yeah. Tall, big. Um, pretty
1: tough. They've got their own uh, podcast on YouTube where they predict all the fights and do that. It's pretty interesting.
0: Okay. Yeah. I might not check it out.
1: You might check it out. It's interesting. It's quite funny, but hearing the Aussie take on it.
0: So she fought Kat Um Katzengano has a pretty interesting life story there was a documentary it's on youtube about her pretty pretty tough pretty tough life her husband um was a brazilian martial artist who um, got some injuries got hooked on uh, painkillers based on opiates um addicted to those had to come off them fell into a depression as a result and committed suicide and she's got a kid as well, so a single mom and all that kind of stuff. Very tough. And she's kind of worked her way back up to, you know, she's an elite athlete, right? Elite UFC yep. fighter. So, I've been following her for the past, probably more closely for the last year. So, she fought Megan Anderson and I was actually really pumped for that fight. And then it ended after a minute because she got kicked in the face or kicked in the eye. And there's a great photo on Katzen Gunner's Twitter of Megan Anderson's toe, like right in the eye. And uh, then they called a fight because she couldn't open her eye after that, so they had to end it. So the well, win fair went fair enough, over. Megan Anderson. If you can't
1: open your eye, it fight's over.
0: So Kat says, I was worried my eye was ruptured. They say I'll be okay tonight. Thanks to everyone for your concern. What are your thoughts on a finger digit poke versus a toe digit poke being ruled out as a technical knockout?
1: What does she mean? She wants the other girl to get disqualified.
0: No, I think she's just saying what are people's thoughts on a finger digit poke versus a toe digit poke being ruled out as a TKO. So, if you poke someone in the eyeball and they can't fight anymore. It's a no
1: contest then, isn't it?
0: Not sure. Not sure what it is. I've never seen it before.
1: It's not a a win for the person who pokes the eye. I think there's no... She's she's inferring that it shouldn't be a loss.
0: Correct. Which is... That's my interpretation.
1: Such a weak thing to write on Twitter. Take it up with the commission. That's so weak going to public going, oh, I shouldn't have lost. You got you kicked in the head and you lost. You can't open your eye because you got kicked in the head. Block the kick.
0: You yeah, know? But, but but then how do you argue getting poked in the eye? You poke someone in the eye and then they can't fight anymore. Well,
1: that's one of the rules. No one said, oh, you can't toe somebody in the eye.
0: But, you know, having zero banned substance in substances in your system is also a rule but that was you know um, she's not talking about that set aside for she's not talking about
1: that she's not saying there was a picogram of big toe in my eye she's saying she's just asking the question (coughs) no she's not she's inferring that she shouldn't have lost she's not just asking a question at all she's being super unprofessional and putting it out in the media she should just take the loss and stop crying she got smashed by an Australian. It's like how Chad Mendes is probably going to cry in his his Instagram or Twitter too, because that's so. what happens when Americans lose to Australians. They cry. Alf thoughts.
0: Uh, so if you if you uh, poke yeah, someone yeah. in the eye, I mean you've seen what happens. Mm. They they you know the rules say that the fighter who gets poked in the eye can take a five minute break, up to five minutes, you know, for them to you know get comfortable and continue fighting. I've never seen it go for five minutes it's normally a minute or two and then they continue fighting having said that I have seen fights where fighters will do it more than once and the refs should be deducting points and they don't they're inconsistent with that but that's just refereeing in most sports you get inconsistencies and it's kind of annoying but you know they're not perfect um, I still feel that if you get poked twice in the eye, you're disadvantaged. Even if you get poked once in the eye, you're going to be disadvantaged. You know, it could be annoying enough. Yes, you might continue to fight, but it might be annoying enough that that 10th of a second slower to react to a punch, you know, coming in from a weird angle or something like that. So I think you're going to be disadvantaged. So you get poked in the eye, you can keep fighting. In this case, you got poked in the eye and the other chick got the win.
2: I think I think the difference is, is it's a foot, like you get a foot to the face, and um, you, you know, you she she should have blocked it first of all, um, but where you know because it's it's different when you when you when there's a hand to your you know to your eye because a lot of that is as, as far as I've seen you know can be uh, on purpose, um, or at least you know it, they they make it look. As as though it could be on purpose. But if it's a foot, it's something that you should be able to to block. Right.
1: Not just that. There's no such thing as a closed fist for your foot. Your toes are always sticking out. It's not like with your hands. Like you have controllable digits. You can't control your toes. They're just there. The toes are just there. You know? They're just like a a solid part of the end of the foot. It's not like she angled her toe inwards and dug it into her eyeball. She couldn't have curled her toes during a kick... To not stick it in her eye,
0: yeah. You know, but t-tick-a-o?
1: eyes is like bang fingers. It's like aiming the finger, whereas she kicked her in the head using her leg and her foot. Just ha- her toe just happened to be on the end of her foot. There was no coordinated assault from her toe into her eyeball, mm. which is why we've never seen this ever before in the history of fighting. <laughs> There's no rule for it because no one has ever had this happen.
0: So we've never seen picograms or toe poking. And because it's all happened it's, in the one the yeah, one the one event.
2: Because it's accidental. I'm right. excited
0: for twenty nineteen.
1: What happens if John Jones keeps every three to six months, regardless of what he's doing for the rest of his life, just keeps on getting like thirty or forty picograms of metabolites in his blood, no matter what
0: happens? Well according to Jeff Nowitzki he could continue to test this way for the next seven years. The fact that he made that statement, which is completely baseless, is pretty irresponsible because now every other clown out there is going to be using... It's it set a precedent, basically.
1: I think there's two specific things that happened um, in that interview. Nowitzki came out and said, uh, one, I've never ever worked for you, USADA, which everyone thought he used to. And two, I'm not a doctor in any way. <laughs> I'm an accountant and an FBI agent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an accountant who works for the FBI. Which brings into play why he was ever investigating Lance, Lance Armstrong in the first place. Why? Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, I know why,
0: but he was an FBI agent. That's full. No, he was an FDA. He's a federal agent for the Food and Drug Administration. And the reason why he was investigating Lance Armstrong or, or um, US Postal Team was because they used federal money, so taxpayers' money, to fund, or the allegations were to fund a drugs program. So they were getting sponsorship money from the, from the state. Um, the um, U.S. Postal Service being a a state-run organization, taxpayers' money, going to, to a bunch of people that were breaking the law. Those were the grounds for investigating, completely legit. So it was Wasn't it a sponsorship,
1: court. though? It was a sponsorship of a sporting team. It wasn't. That wasn't the postal post office's team. It was a team that was receiving sponsorship money to have their logo on the on the brand, mm. right? Like Nike sponsors someone, doesn't mean yeah, that they can go out and say we own every team we sponsor.
0: Yeah, but it's state taxpayers' money. is different. It's yeah. public monies private who gives a shit no i understand that public money is a completely different story do you th- what what do you think the public outrage would be if, if i don't think
1: there's any public outrage i think it was an entirely manufactured thing <laughs> because they don't want cycling to be famous it'd be popular Dude, in the united states
0: look, you're, you're you're now jumping straight to this huge conspiracy, it's theory, not a conspiracy which, theory. which we can come back to it's true well, i'm trying to answer your question you can see the logic behind it if you if if if, if i know the argument yeah you've so,
1: made it it's correct you're correct You're not factually incorrect. I'm just saying the reason they did it is not the reason they said they did it. I'm saying cycling was becoming super popular in America and now everyone thinks it's a joke and thinks it's like a druggie sport. Yeah, it's possible. It's 100% true. It's possible. You hear it on every single media source. They go, yeah, but they're all just druggies.
0: I think it was, uh, in fact, on the UFC. So when the UFC um, first came out, and various states were banning it, um, including um, what's his face? What's what's the, the U.S. politician that recently passed away? He was a former POW. John McCain. John McCain. So John McCain had had the UFC banned. He you know basically went out publicly and said it, it's human cockfighting. Blah 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 blah. And, you know, and obviously that guy carried a lot of weight. So, but Budweiser. What was
1: his walking weight?
0: <laughs> Budweiser. Um, apparently um, reached out to the you know their lobby groups and went and reached out to the who reached out to the democrats that basically said you you need to stop the 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 ufc from you know getting any kind of cable tv time because it you know impacts the uh, bottom line for uh, nfl yeah Yeah. so yeah it's about the money
1: yeah exactly that's what i'm saying i'm saying the nba and the nfl and their uh, baseball benefit greatly from cycling not being big sports mm. greatly mm. and the NFL and the baseball are both kind of America only sports mm. it's just interesting
0: that's it's an interesting theory it's possible
1: Well I mean it's not, a, not nothing I said there was theoretical what did I say that was theoretical I said that those sports benefited greatly from Lance Armstrong getting taken down.
0: So, you're saying it's fact. It's factual. The mm-hmm. NFL.
1: They did benefit from that. Other sports making being less popular makes those sports have less competition, which means they benefit. Possibly. Do you think they don't benefit from that?
0: I don't know. I'm saying they could. I mean, how do you quantify that? How can you definitively know that they benefit from it?
1: I think we can clearly state that oligarch, if, oligarchies if, and monopolies...
0: Sure, but oligopolies. If, exist I would be satisfied for if, and are illegal for if we could factually establish that there were, you know, five hundred cycling fans and now NFL fans. Yeah, then you would be right. But who knows? We don't know. I don't know. Advertising don't know money, that.
1: like people stopped advertising Lance Armstrong straight away. He was had all these sponsors, and those sponsors went away from cycling because it was considered a dirty sport, and now they went back to the traditional sports.
0: Mm, don't know.
1: You don't know. I know. Lance Armstrong said it on his podcast. He said, "Yeah, I lost all my sponsors. I lost like all my charities fell apart. Everything changed."
0: But he made a shitload of money in Uber shares, <laughs> so he bought Uber shares way back in the day. Yeah, and now he cashed in on those because obviously he lost all his money. But now he's I don't know worth half a billion now. So oh, he's, he's, of course be, he's, he's fine. Better off than he's he was before.
1: He can give a fifty thousand dollars speech at any university in the world mm-hmm. on any given day. He could make as much money as presidents do doing being as a touring speaker.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Big business.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. So what are you got coming up in 2019, guys?
2: Um I've got work. So <laughs> mostly work.
1: <laughs> and then some more work. And more <laughs> and work. Sleep. Work and sleep.
2: Yeah, I I start I start back on the 14th, um or 15th, 14th. I think it is. Um and I'm I've got a big project on which is probably even bigger now with my absence for a month mm-hmm. so not looking forward to going back and sinking my teeth into that um, trying to come on looking, be... looking to get fitter what are you going to do? what's your plan? Um, the, well there's a gym opening up in uh,
0: and, and who's going to hold you to account?
2: can we make a plan now? It, there's, 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 who's
0: going to hold you to explain. who's going
2: to it,
1: uh, who's who's gonna gonna hold you to account? You to account? who's
2: going to hold you to account? there's, there's a I will I'm pretty accountable, <laughs> all right,
1: you're an accountant for the f d a
2: no, but yeah, just to myself
0: he's
1: let me just state this you're not a doctor though can you disagree you confirm you're not a doctor?
2: I can confirm that
0: see i, I reckon Correct. like the the n r l cricket australia tennis australia they're all going to go after Alf now um because he's uh
2: <laughs> you're a threat to um their revenue hey Chris. So anyways, I'm, uh, there's a gym opening up soon in uh, Googong, so I'm hoping to join up and then be able to go.
0: Oh, in Gugong. Yeah. When's that open?
2: Uh, well, they they were meant to open like three months ago, but they've had issues with, uh, because they didn't take into account how much weight was going to be uh, put on the... How much weight? On the floor, because they're on the first floor, apparently. Uh, So, yeah, there was like weights and, you know, like all all the equipment. They didn't take that into account when they signed the lease or something. And so, they had to shore up their, well, they're having to shore up the the foundations or something to get it open. So, they said mid-January. But but who knows? Which,
0: is it like a chain?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's a club line. Club line. Okay. Cool. So, yeah, I'm just going to start to go maybe in the mornings and... You're going to follow a plan? Uh, I haven't, I haven't really looked that far into it yet, but, um, most likely. Yeah. Most likely.
1: Left. What are your goals?
2: Get fit. <laughs> no, no. Honestly, it's, there's, I don't have any, any major goals. Um,
0: but. It helps. It helps. It, yeah, like, you obviously. know, if you weigh, what, what do you weigh now? Do you have any audio? If uh, uh
2: probably around maybe 85 to above 85, maybe.
0: So, you know. This is just well, for argument's sake, pick 75. Say, I want to get. Yeah,
2: 70. 70. I used to be like 70 ish. So yeah. get back down. So that's 15 kilos. Yeah.
1: So by June, I want to see you at 68 kilos. Is that fair? I
2: don't know.
0: That's a lot of weight, but it's doable. Yeah. Goggins lost 106 pounds in three months.
1: I reckon the three of us I don't think we should compare ourselves to a professional extreme athlete uh, who's, who hadn't I think um, the three of us should all set some ridiculous goals right now for 2019
2: but yeah I mean it's part part of the reason why I'm bigger is because uh, you know I've, I've stopped or I stopped uh, cycling for a bit there so you know a lot, of, a lot of that activity just disappeared
1: and you're carrying a lot of water weight in your piece as well yeah
2: yeah definitely definitely <laughs>
1: Kind of like an elephant's trunk. Joe, what are you weighing right now?
2: I'm weighing
0: averaging 76.
1: Kilograms or picograms?
0: Picograms. Okay. But I'm going to get that down to about 70 in probably about three months' time. Sounds good. i got a race coming up in 10 weeks, but I've got my 2019 race calendar all mapped out. I know exactly what I need to do and I'm going to stick to it. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to hurt, but it's going to be good.
1: It sounds like something like ethnic cleansing when you got a twenty nineteen race calendar. <laughs> oh, race
0: uh, calendar! Yeah, it's gonna be fun.
1: My goal for this year is just to run that six k in twenty one minutes.
0: Six k in twenty one minutes. That's the t-
1: that's the plan. That's the plan. We'll see how we go. So, that's my fitness goal, anyway.
0: You guys are familiar with Strava.
1: Garmin. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I need a new watch, by the way.
0: So, Strava, the app. So, I was looking at the 10K challenge. And basically, let me see if I can bring it up. Estimated best effort. So, a 10K in 38 minutes, 32. 1K for in three, three minutes, 23. So he's currently ranked one. Who's that? Uh, Daniel Leger from Waterford West in Queensland, Australia. He's currently ranked number one. He's the current leader.
1: On Strava for Strava 10K?
0: For the, the December running distance challenge. The distance challenge is a monthly opportunity to push yourself. Whether you start the challenge at the beginning of the month or join in the last week, set a distance goal and make it happen you'll get progress updates to keep you motivated along the way. Make it 200 kilometers and some and more. And you'll earn a finishers badge. So this guy's done 102 runs already. In a month? Since the start of December, he's done 1,667 kilometers. And if you look at his stats, yeah, his stats are... So he's running on average. He's
1: done 100 runs in a
0: month? Yeah, so this week he's done, he's done 368 kilometers this week alone. 40 hours of running 40 hours 43 minutes of running this week alone
1: what he's running six hours a day
0: 400 kilometers a week is his average i'm
1: sorry he's running six hours a day joe
0: apparently one kilometer in three minutes 23 one mile in 552 5k in 1838 10k thirty-eight thirty-two, half marathon one hour 26 and a marathon in 339 it's pretty crazy
1: like those are okay times. There's ridiculous amounts of distance, though. Those times aren't that quick. But the um for for someone who's running that much, those times aren't that quick.
0: Maybe he's an ultra marathon runner. Though. I mean, they're quick,
1: but they're not elite quick.
0: He's an ultra marathon runner. If you based on that volume, he's clear. yeah right? running yeah. six hours
1: a day. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ultra marathon. So he's like a, a drug addict, basically.
0: That's him there. Skinny as shit.
1: That's crazy. How tall is he? Like five one. Don't know. Six hours a day
0: looks super lean
1: I can't sleep six hours a day instead running for that long it makes my I'm seriously getting shin splints listening to that
0: he's only been doing it for the last uh, November was when he picked it up so maybe he's on holidays or something because if you look at his see so he's folding throughout the course of the year yeah
1: but he obviously used to do other stuff that's crazy maybe he got the Goggins book
0: what do you mean other stuff
1: like other sports in a other sports? Exactly. Like, he might be a, uh, a triathlete or stuff like that, you know, cycling or swimming or something else because you don't just dive into six hours a day of average running for
0: a month. Here we go. Uh, here's the 10k the one that I was looking for. So, Olivia Brunel from Lyon in France has this month run. That is insane. This week is run. One thousand two hundred twenty-six kilometers. What? And that must be riding in you a week.
1: There's no way she's running that in a
0: week. That's Is mental. The, yeah, that's cycling challenge. Sorry,
1: I worked it out. I walked my dogs <laughs> ten thousand kilometers in the last ten years. I walked my dogs a thousand kilometers a year. <laughs> 1, Twelve hundred kilometers. She's run a thousand kilometers this today. Today.
0: All right. Sorry, Jack Rayner from Italy.
1: He drove a thousand kilometers today.
0: <laughs> He's done one hundred fifty-four kilometers this week. So this guy runs. A K in 2 minutes 16.
1: Yeah, that's that's quick.
0: One mile in 3.59, so sub 4 minutes. So, this is an Olympic athlete. 5K in 12 minutes 49, 10K in 26 minutes forty. You realize
1: that's that's an Olympic athlete, right?
0: And half marathon in an hour. So, I wonder if he could maintain that pace for... He'd be close to the world record. In fact, that would actually break the world record. I don't think anyone's broken two you hours You can't yet.
1: maintain that pace. The half marathon pace is like a race... Like, they run a half marathon at a sprint and they're dead at the end of it. You know what I mean? Pretty crazy. It's out of control,
0: dude. So, his, his jogs are at four four kilometers, four minutes per kilometer. It's pretty good.
1: How far is he going? Because that's, yeah, that's he's, quick.
0: He's a 10K runner.
1: Yeah, see, my, my best man. ever 800 meters was like 202 back in the day. But my best ever 6K in the last few years was 22.47 I think so I need to knock him in at 47 off
0: pretty skinny yeah that dude's
1: like a professional Olympic athlete look at him
0: and what are you running? for what? your kilometre
1: oh my latest fast kilometre was 3 Then tw- the last month 3.12 3.12 so you need
0: to you need to be 58 seconds faster and you would be an elite athlete
1: well, no, i need to do a lot faster than that if I want to be elite. I used to run 800 meters in two, when I was 16, I used to run, eight. Well, I 18, I used to run two, 800 meters in two minutes.
0: No, but what I'm saying is he's got 1K in two minutes, 16. Oh yeah, I'm not trying to run with that dude. I'm saying you should. Why? Why not?
1: What do you mean? I'd have to drop 30 kilos to run with him. <laughs> How much does he weigh?
0: I don't know, he's pretty skinny.
1: Look him up. Look up his Wikipedia, I guarantee you it's got his race weight. Tell me how much that dude weighs. It looks about 60. Yeah, I weigh 100 right now. I'm running 312 at 100 kilos, Joe. So just getting down to 87, I'll be able to break three minutes.
0: And then once you achieve that, what's the next step?
1: Well, I just when I break three minutes, I just add a kilometer on. Or add 500 meters on and try to keep the same pace. And when I break 4.30, I'll add another. I'm not sure how I'm going to do it exactly, but the goal is just to build back up to six minutes without hurting my foot again and then run that six minutes at 21 pace. And once I've done that, I want to go and run a 10K.
0: Six minute what? K.
1: 6K at 21 minutes. Okay. That's my goal. I've got a six minute course around my house because that's about the distance I can run without my knees getting bad.
0: Is that flat or what hills? No,
1: heaps of hills up and down.
0: Should do it flat.
1: Maybe one day. But it's, it's nice when I go to a, like the Canberra Times Fun Run, it's way flatter, so it makes it easier. Mm-hmm. Like when I went and ran the 10K Canberra Times Fun Run, I did that in a
0: 38.50. How long ago was
1: that? A year, year and a half. Like not last one, but the one before. I was injured the last one. So 18 months ago.
0: 38.50 was it?
1: Yeah. 38.48 or something like that,
0: or 38.55. So what are the winners here running that at?
1: Canberra Times Fun Run, the winner ran like a 33 or a 34. And then, like, I came 30th, I think, for, like, that 32nd overall.
0: And this guy's running...
1: But that was the first competitive 10K I've ever run, so... This
0: guy's running 26, averaging about 100 and...
1: Wait, he's running a 26-minute 10K?
0: 138... It's about 140 kilometers a week is his average. He's not running 26-minute 10Ks. He is, according to this. Look up the world record
1: for 10 kilometers. 26... 26.42. Really? Yeah. So is he the world record holder? Can you look up the world record? I don't know, maybe I'm completely off the charts here. But I thought the world record like I thought at the Olympics they ran like fourteen minute five Ks for the Olympics.
0: World record for ten thousand meters is twenty six meters twenty six minutes seventeen.
1: Yeah, but if you look at the last Olympics, you've got dudes just breaking thirty in the final. Like those 26 ones are insane times. they're like all-time freak running
0: times. So he's running 2642 and the world record is twenty twenty six seventeen. so he's close to the world record, although yeah dude if, if you if you're on top of of the Strava leaderboard, you're pretty serious there's I, I'm not saying you're not I'm just saying there's how many competitors there's two hundred thousand more than two hundred thousand participants.
1: I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying like the 10,000 meters at the 2016 summer games. What What are you saying? The winner of the Olympics last, last Olympics ran a 27.05.
0: Mm-hmm. So he's faster than that, but that's on the world record.
1: Mo Farah won, won it with 27.05, but there were people.
0: But there could have been, there could have been wind.
1: Like, the guy who came last in that final ran a 29.30.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, it varies for these types of races. But he
0: was probably racing for Chad or something. No, no. He was he or was the...
1: He's the top Canadian or distance Botsw- runner. Botswana. No, he's the top Canadian distance runner. The
0: guy who finished last.
1: Yeah. The two people didn't finish. The Turkey guy and the Bahrain guy didn't finish.
0: They're not renowned for running,
1: though. Well, I mean, both of them. Their names are like Hassan Chani and Ali Kaya. Like, they're, they're all from Ethiopia. <laughs> They're all they're all Muslims from Ethiopia. Like there was an Australian who ran twenty eight forty six and he came twenty-eighth.
0: So what are you saying Are He's saying that. Well Strailer what's is
1: what's this guy's name? And where's he from?
0: His name is Jack Rayner from Italy. R A Y N E R.
1: Well, hopefully he's at the next Olympics, because he wasn't at the last one.
0: He's Italian.
1: It's pretty damn quick. If you're running sub-27s, you should be winning gold at all the international meets.
0: Yeah, this guy's a professional runner.
1: Yeah, of course he is.
0: So, he's Australian. He just happens to live in Italy. He was born in 95, 19th of December, 95. Damn, he's young as shit. Uh, Yep. Jack Rayner, athlete profile from the IAAF. Um, Discipline, 800 meters. Performance, 1 minute 54.
1: That's his best ever? Yep. So that's only eight seconds off mine.
0: 1,500 meters. He could have been an Olympic, Olympic athlete. No, I don't think so. 1,500 meters. Three minutes 40. Those eight seconds come
1: rough once you're running a 202 getting it any lower than that is ridiculous.
0: 345, one mile in 358. These are all artificial events, awesome. outdoor events. 3000 meters, seven minutes 52, 5000 meters, 1341. Shit, that's quick.
1: How, how what's his 5000? 5K is
0: 1341. Jesus, that was in the 2nd of June 2017, 10,000 meters. So, 10K, 28 minutes, 12. The thing is, though, yeah, the Strava timing based on your... I don't GPS know how precise watch. these vehicles are. Um, sorry, these, these devices watches. are. Yeah, they're
1: yeah. different than race race timing. Because these guess. these
0: are precise Olympic timing equipment um, times here. So, what's that? 10,000 meters, 28, 12. I have
1: to tell you my very best times on my Garmin... Vary between a hundred. the The finishing line on my six k, which is the exact same six k, can vary from about by about fifty to a hundred meters. Some days,
0: and his half marathons, one hour, one minute. Yeah, <clears throat>
1: that's so quick. Running a sixty one minute, twenty one k. It's pretty good. What's your half marathon, Alf?
2: I wouldn't even have a clue, because I haven't run a half marathon in many years, many many years. Since high school. you want to run one this year? No, unlikely. Why not? I'm just not looking to compete. I'm looking to compete with myself, not not other people.
1: I mean with yourself, not with
2: other people. Well I'll definitely beat my half marathon. Whatever that was, you know. I've no idea, so yeah. Okay. I'll I'll win.
1: <laughs> Joe, what are your goals for twenty nineteen? Non sport related, non
0: fitness related? To uh, live long and prosper. Uh, Jokes aside, what are your
1: serious goals? I
0: haven't thought about them yet. Seriously, live long and prosper. Make some up. They're good goals to have. People are listening.
1: There's one person still listening after (laughs) our delving into (laughs) the running times of a random guy. (laughs) It's like, what's our plan for this episode? We're going to spend about 45 minutes talking about one guy (laughs) on Strava.
0: We should get Jack Rayner on the podcast.
1: Um, Let's call him up. I think we should i want to look him up on Facebook and add him as a friend.
0: Invite him to the um Beast Monkey To the group. Facebook. What's his name? How do you spell it? R-A-Y-N-E-R. Jack Rayner.
1: J-A-C-K-R-A-Y-N-O-R? N-E-R. N-E-R. Yeah, I don't think he's... Um, Athletics went. Australia. Give him a call. Jack Rayner came... Let's get him on the line. On the 23rd of December, there was a race. I think it was the mile. And he came second with a 401. Geordie Williams. Oh, we should get Geordie Williams on the podcast instead. He beat him.
0: He must be on some stuff. He didn't do that clean.
1: Geordie Williams has got a picogram of Christmas turkey in he's his got, blood.
0: Let's put a picogram of John Jones. Anyways.
1: Anyways. Um... So you were kind of excited about the PlayStation Mini, but it turns out that the reviews have come back with it not being very good.
0: $85. It came with 30 games.
1: It was 150 to start. They halved it, yeah. And then they said, whoops, it's all the reviews available. are trash. I think the biggest problem is that it doesn't have half the games everyone wants because they didn't pay the licensing.
0: Not the, it's the Australian one that has the problem, isn't it?
1: No, it's all international. All those reviews are international.
0: Even the American versions have the... Yeah, but the Japanese version came with a 100 games or something. No, it didn't. And then there's, someone's hacked it and...
1: Well, you can hack it, but you can hack anything.
0: Put everything onto it.
1: You can just use a PC with a controller if you want to just do the hacking. You don't need a a, a mini to do that.
0: Mm. It's got a HDMI output, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, they all do. They all do. It's a cool design. They're just copying the Super Nintendo and the NES Mini, but they've just done a bad job of it.
0: They should release the Zapper <laughs> for Re-release the normal Nintendo.
1: It would cost more than the whole console does. I think the biggest problem for the PlayStation one is like obviously it's an advantage during the the console's life to have a lot of third party games, but then when it comes around to relicensing those games for a new for the new console of the PlayStation Mini they then have to fork out a bunch of money whereas Nintendo still own all of their old games and have been releasing them for years on all the shops for $5 or $6 or $12 or whatever.
2: Did you get any of the Nintendo minis or SNES minis? No, not at all. No, interest? Uh, no, no, no real interest in that. I usually just buy the games that I know I'm going to enjoy. And I like I usually just wait, you know, for for a month or two before I actually buy new releases. Um, So, yeah.
1: I keep buying these SNES minis and NES minis and giving them away as gifts to my siblings. Because I just find I don't play them. I don't have time to play them, but they're an excellent gift for someone. Do they play them? They play them a bit. They play them like they take them on holidays and have a game with them and all that stuff. They're good two player. You play Super Mario Kart, you know bit of Super Metroid, Super Mario World.
0: N64 classic, not happening, apparently. Why not? They're not planning to do it.
1: Who said that? When's that article from?
0: Uh, Forbes. When's When? November 18.
1: Who's that quote coming from?
0: Um, from Nintendo.
1: Because you know they've copyrighted it, right?
0: Yeah, apparently they're in an interview, speaking to Kotaku in a recent wide-ranging interview he said the company so this is reggie phil's um, Emmy, who's the uh
1: yeah yeah i know reggie.
0: you know personally we should get him on the podcast yeah he said the company currently has no plans to develop an n64 classic oh, edition
1: oh, oh yeah they said that about the snes mini as well and then three months later it came out <laughs> it's not going to come out till next christmas i think is the deal they want people to keep buying the snes mini and the normal the nintendo mini until they're all sold out i think is the key there
0: they're going to then start doing classics of classics. They'll be like Pico, Pico <laughs> Nest, versions of, of Pico, classics.
1: The NES Pico. The Pico-gram Nintendo where you can't even see it. It's just, um, it's in your blood. They just inject you with Nintendo and you just get like a rush of completing a game.
0: And then you um you Metabolite. the metabolites uh, of that and then you're you're peeing it uh, 18 months later.
1: Super Metroid Um you
0: Start peeing Donkey Kong.
1: I think one thing they're trying to work out with the N64 Mini is the uh, Rareware game licensing from Microsoft because Microsoft bought Rareware. So it was less of an issue for the Super Nintendo because they couldn't put on Donkey Kong Country 2 and 3 and they couldn't put on Killer Instinct. But
0: Yeah, that's right. what we're talking about, Killer Instinct. It's a good game.
1: For the (coughs) 64, they've got GoldenEye, Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie, Perfect Dark, Killer Instinct Gold, All these games that were rareware only developed suddenly not available. There was half the system, you know, half the hits on that system were rareware games. So you can't do a mini version of it without sorting out those rareware titles, right? Hmm. Which is one Microsoft bought in the first place.
0: Perfect Dark.
1: You remember Perfect Dark?
0: That was under 64. Yeah, that came out. Yeah, it was the the sequel to
1: GoldenEye. It was never finished though. The second half of that game was a joke because all the programmers had left.
0: Yeah, the thing I didn't like about Perfect Dark, and I didn't play it enough, but it was—it just seemed too much. There was an element of simplicity to 007, which made it challenging, but, but mm. not over the top. Games that just have too much... It was
1: overcomplicated, um, wasn't it? And it was like, unfinished, not unpolished.
0: I mean, some I can understand why some people, they want that in-depth. Kind of like, um, what is it? um, JuiceX? Deus Ex. Deus Ex, whatever it is. I played that a bit and it's it's kind of cool, but there's just way too much shit going on. Yeah. <clears throat> 007 yeah. was a good balance of action. It was more right. action-oriented.
1: It was very complete. They took all the stuff out that didn't work. They did a lot of testing. They completed the full game. Did you know that was meant to come out on the Nintendo Super Nintendo as a rail shooter? And then they bumped it to the N64 and gave, and they spent like another year developing it and turning it into a... um. A three D
0: shooter. I remember seeing that for the first time, in the um, going down the uh, the shaft, just like the movie, the the air ducts, and then dropping on top of that soldier in the toilet. So cool!
2: This game is the best. While we're on gaming, what's the? Can we get an update on the status of the Destiny Two giveaways?
0: I think we have two now. We have we have two copies. Available, because we've
2: given given away the other 500. We have two remaining. So Alf, you've got one? I do have one, yes. Yes, I've donated, I've kindly donated one to the to the podcast to give away. I've
0: got one left.
1: And no one's got in touch. I was very tempted to pick up a PS4 this, this holiday break. I mean, I probably couldn't have afforded it, but it was down to $260 at Big W, just because I wanted to try Red Dead Redemption 2. But I, I didn't do it.
0: You want to get into that? Dude, that's hours.
1: I don't want to get into it. I just want to give it a go because it's in the zeitgeist right now and it's like a landmark of human artistic endeavor.
0: Why
2: don't you go to his house and give it a go there? Have you got it? Yes. How is it? You're welcome to come and try it. Try before you buy? Yeah. I could stream it for you so you can watch it. You can can watch me play it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I could watch a lot of people play it. I think the key is that I'd want to have a go myself. I'd wanted to turn it on at like 11 o'clock at night and play for 20 minutes before going to bed.
0: (laughs) Well, to save you the money, why don't you borrow my PlayStation and if Al permits, you can borrow his copy of Red Dead and you can give it a go.
1: I got a better idea. I don't do any video gaming at all.
2: That's probably a better idea. That's a better idea, right? I think so. But is that realistic?
1: Yeah. I only play when I'm sick. That's my rule. I see. And I made a rule that I, I can't buy any new consoles or play any new consoles until I complete Zelda on the Wii U.
2: Wow. Right. <laughs> that's kind of sad to me.
1: Because I, I figure that's a game I want to complete, but if I just keep starting other new games, then I'll just it's a never-ending... You know, it just doesn't stop. I feel like John Cusack in High Fidelity, when he takes his headphones off and goes, when will this all start? and yells it when he's making that tape for the girl from the from the newspaper from the magazine I don't know. towards the end there's some girl he's like he gets back together with Laura and then um, some other girl comes into the shop who works for the reader and wants to interview him about his new record label and he goes how about I just make you a tape
0: so apparently apparently based on your genetic makeup there's at least seven other people on the planet that look just like you
1: Where'd you get that number from, Joe?
0: Oh, I did some reading on it while I was at the coast. Yeah. And um, John Cusack, I believe, is one of those seven for you, Chris.
1: I thought you said I looked like that soccer player from England.
0: Harry Kane is number two. So there's another five people out there that look just like you, Chris.
1: I think Harry Kane's a stretch. I think Cusack, I, can, I think, is it similarities. <laughs> All right. We've got different Let, noses. Let's,
0: let's get a different opinion here. <laughs> John Cusack. Let's find a picture of John Cusack here that we should uh,
2: put these up on the on the, uh, Facebook, on page. the Facebook page so yeah.
0: everyone knows what Chris looks like. Alf. That's Chris. Mm.
2: Chris Cusack. Yeah, there's a slight similarity. I've not seen that. No, it's more than slight. It's ninety-nine point nine. Yeah, maybe there. Yeah, definitely that one. Maybe that one when he was younger. Yep.
0: And then there's Harry Kane.
2: Yeah, I can see that one. (laughs) (laughs) I can see that. Yeah, definitely. Harry.
0: Harry Kane.
2: I don't know any famous people that look like me, other than me. Yeah, I can't think of any at the moment. Mm-mm. But, you know, I haven't been looking. So.
1: Joe, you're the South American Will Smith. South American Will
0: Smith. I have been called Obama, actually.
2: Yeah, yeah. On multiple yeah.
0: occasions. When I was like weighing 70 kilos, I was like mad skinny and I had a shaved head. Yeah. yeah if you,
1: yep. I think you'd need to lose another 20 kilos before you look as skinny as that motherfucker
0: <laughs> There's a bit, there were at least two or three people that worked at because I, I was wearing a suit as well they're like you, yeah. you look like Obama has anyone ever told you, you look like Obama before? <laughs> yeah so yeah. yeah. uh, I have heard that
1: what did you say? did you say many people have I can't do his voice how does he talk?
0: Oh, I don't know I can't I can't yeah, do is
1: it oh, I can't I'd have to hear him I'd have to hear him before I could do him Give me a couple of sentences of Obama and I'll do an impersonation.
0: Did I tell you... The, the, the last podcast, did I mention that I watched Vice? Or was that after? I can't remember when we did the last podcast.
1: We definitely haven't done one since you watched Vice. Let's get a movie review of the film Vice. All
0: right, so so if the whole... Um,
1: Spoiler alert for anyone who's going to watch it.
0: So, um, I guess the movie Vice, based around Dick Cheney... Dick Cheney is one of these guys who basically was able to acquire... A ridiculous amount of power, effectively presidential powers, without any of the you know usual checks and balances of you know going through an election. So basically, the movie portrays him to be the guy who was really running the show during the Bush administration. Bush was just the front man. Um, but the character of Dick Cheney was played by Chris Bale, and Chris Bale, being a bit of a method actor, put on the weight. Did some weight training um, and ate a lot more to sort of put on the weight, but also to build up his neck muscles, kind of like um build a big neck like Dick Cheney. And I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff with Dick Cheney like interviews, and more recently in Sasha Baron Cohen's what was the name of the last um, comedy thing that he did, where he where he actually interviewed Dick Cheney. Chris Bale got it spot on. Like he'll he'll get some you know Oscar nomination or something like that for it because it was fantastic. Um. Yeah, yeah, he got mad fat. Um, so Chris Bale played Dick Cheney, did an awesome job. Sam Rockwell from Moon did George Bush. who was kind of more like a side character, did an awesome job of that. And Steve Carroll played Rumsfeld and he was awesome at that too. So yeah, I enjoyed the movie. Lucy's um not happy. Anyway.
1: Do you recommend seeing it? I don't think it's my type of film because I'm not a Christian Bale fan and I'm not a US politics fan, but I can see the attraction in, in, in checking it out.
0: Would I recommend it? Yeah, unless you sort of care about that stuff, I wouldn't bother. Yeah.
1: What else have you got coming up to watch?
0: Ah, Glass. Glass. So Glass is Night Shyamalan's new movie. So did you see The Sixth Sense? So I think that was his first Hollywood movie. I don't know if you liked it. You probably didn't. I thought it was brilliant.
1: Can I say something about Sixth Sense? Uh, you, you hate it. No, no. I don't hate it. It doesn't make sense. If you go back over the things that happened in the film, it's just stupid. Anyway, go on.
0: So, yeah, I haven't really enjoyed any Shyamalan movies since. And then he did... Did he, you like Signs with Mel Gibson? No. Nah, Unbreakable was was pretty cool. I enjoyed Unbreakable. Yeah. And then more recently he did... So, this is probably going about maybe two or three years ago. He did... um. Uh, Split. The one about the dude with the split personalities. With, oh, yeah, with, with that James. Brit- that
1: James British
0: Irish guy. The guy off X-Men who plays...
1: Yeah, from Shameless. James yeah, McAvoy? Yeah. James McAvoy. Oh, God, I hate him. Yeah, go
0: on. Yeah, Split. That's the name of yeah, it. Yeah,
1: how was Split? I didn't like that trailer. How was Loved
0: it. it. All right. Loved it. Freaky movie. And... I won't ruin, I won't, for those that haven't seen Split, I won't ruin the end of it, but it basically just connects it back to Unbreakable. Oh, really? And Glass is the third part in in that series of films. So, basically, you've got Unbreakable, you've got Split, and then you've got Glass. So,
1: they're comic book films, right?
0: Yeah. 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 And Glass brings all three characters. So, the two villains from the first two films are going to be in Glass. So James is Bruce McElroy, Willis, in it? Bruce Willis, yeah. So he's he's the hero and um, Samuel Jackson. L.
1: Jackson. Okay.
0: Yeah. So that comes out in the middle of Jan, fifteenth of Jan, I think it is. was.
1: Bruce Willis in Split.
0: No. Well, yes, at the end cameo appearance. Ah. And that was a complete surprise. So when I saw that, when I saw that at the movies, I thought awesome because I really liked Unbreakable. And because those
1: cool. are comic book films, right?
0: Were they pre... They, what, who wrote those comics originally? They're, they're, no, they're not. They're Shyamalan originals.
1: Oh, they're like faux comic book. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay.
0: So I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. Other than that, I haven't really sort of looked at what's coming up in 2018. Not really interested in the, the holiday blockbuster films like Aquaman. They're more kiddie films. Don't really oh, care. Oh, you know who
1: directs Aquaman? James Wan, the guy who uh, wrote and directed Saw. He, he, hasn't,
0: he hasn't made anything good since Saw.
1: Did you like the Fast it, and Furious
0: film he made? Since Saw one, I think yeah. he
1: made Fast and Furious Seven.
0: They're fun movies where you just switch your brain off, and yeah. and I enjoy them. Lots of explosions. That you know, as far as holiday blockbusters go, that's probably one of the very few that I actually. Bother paying money for? Apparently, Aquaman's going to break a billion... Film. It's
1: going to be the biggest comic no book no. film of all time. No doubt. I don't doubt that for
0: break a billion dollars. Does that, does that make a good day? Have
1: you seen how much Jason it's Momoa Star-
0: looks like that... How much money has Star Wars made? And we know you love Star Wars because, you know... I like the original three. There's a correlation between how good a movie is and the amount of money it makes.
2: Sorry, was that Jason Mimosa?
1: Yeah. Have you seen how much Jason Mimosa looks like... Um, The New Zealand basketball player, Stephen
2: Adams.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen that? All right. All right. Let's go through the list. Avengers Endgame. So that's the second part. That's going to be good. Look at that. Look at that
1: basketball player, how much he looks like Jason Momoa. That
0: is Jason Momoa. That's
1: crazy, right? They're like twins.
0: It's Jason Momoa. All right. Who's going to watch Avengers Endgame? Chris, I don't think you've seen the first one. I haven't
1: seen any of those films except for Iron Man 1. And I didn't quite care for the politics of that film, I have to say.
0: Captain Marvel, not interested. The Lion King, not interested. Toy Story 4, not interested. Not interested. Aladdin, not interested. Not interested. interested. Uh, it, Chapter 2, not, not interested. interested. Godzilla, oh, hold on.
1: Zodgila, not interested.
0: Um, hold on a second.
1: Toy Story 7, not interested.
0: Godzilla, the Godfather King of 3. Not interested. Dumbo, not interested. Star Wars. Wait,
1: they're doing a live action Dumbo. Uh,
0: it's an animation. Oh, it might be live... It
1: must be with the live at Disney live action shit.
0: Yes, it's live action. <sighs> uh, Star Wars Episode Nine. <sighs> Glass, definitely watch Glass. Uh, Once upon a time in. Once upon a time in Hollywood.
1: How about stop making films with the term names "Once Upon a Time" in the beginning of it.
0: As ooh, a new rule. Ooh! Once upon a time in Hollywood, in 1969,
1: oh, is that Los the new Angeles, Tarantino one?
0: A former Western star and his longtime stunt double struggle to find success in a Hollywood that they don't recognize anymore. It comes out 26th of July. Quentin Tarantino, David Heyman, Jay, Shannon McIntosh. But it looks like it's got on the front um, Sam Rockwell and actually no Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio.
1: Is that the new Tarantino film?
0: Yep. Margot Margot Robbie, Dakota Fanning. She's like in every film for 2019. And Uh, Al Pacino. Sweet. It's a good cast. Is that his
1: 10th film or his 9th film?
0: I don't know. The New Mutants?
1: No, not interested.
0: Director Josh Boone, who's that? I don't know. Is this an X-Men film? film? Yeah. See, they get all these model-looking people to play the... Yeah, lame. Spider-Man, don't care Not about
1: interested. Spider-Man. So sick of Spider-Man.
0: Lego Movie. Not interested. Oh God, this is, this is awful. John Wick 3. Not interested. Yeah, I, I wouldn't watch that the movies. Or well, maybe I will. Dark Phoenix, that's another X-Men one.
1: Not interested.
0: Dude, it's got your favorite actress in it.
1: Has it got Jennifer Lawrence or Natalie Portman? Which one? Jennifer, or Scarlet Your Gen-
0: Jennifer Lawrence.
1: Jennifer Lawrence.
0: James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, Jessica Shastain and Sophie Turner. Hellboy. A new one? Yeah.
1: Who's it starring?
0: Oh God, someone else is playing Hellboy. That's disgusting. So there's no, um, what's his name? Gold, uh. Oh, what's his name? We met him at the mall. <laughs> the night we saw um, that movie with Sandra Bullock, the space movie. Don't you
1: remember? I know exactly who you're talking about, and I know exactly the story you mean, but I can't remember his name. Ron name Perlman.
0: Ron Perlman, that's it. You met him at the mall. We met him at the mall at Belcon Mall. Ron the Perlman. Court. It wasn't
1: yeah. actually him. It was him. It just looked a lot like him.
2: <laughs> it looked exactly like him. It was one of his twins. <laughs> He's pretty old now, though. He can't really play Hellboy. Why not? It could be... A,
0: he easily could. Could be an old boy.
2: Call it <laughs> old boy instead.
0: Um, Shazam! What the
2: freak is Shazam? Is that like some kind of? That's uh, Zachary Levi. Uh, DC's uh, Superman, or like Miss Marvel, or whatever it is.
0: So he's a legitimate comic book. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: He always was. Yeah. It's uh, Captain Captain Marvel. I think his name is.
0: Man in Black International. Oh, for God's sake, where is some new content? New stuff, new ideas, Joker. Joker, action. okay, who's directing oh, that, that?
1: That looks so bad. I hate Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix so much. Todd that trailer Phillips. made me sick. Who is Todd Phillips? He's the guy who directed The Hangover.
0: Oh, God. Brian Callen's in it.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Brian Callen plays like someone in it. It's. I'll show you the trailer. People, uh, audience, go look at the trailer.
0: Pikachu, Pokemon, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. I'd rather watch that. Jesus Christ. What is wrong Artemis Fowl, some kitty movie, looks terrible. 2019 is not looking good. Frozen 2.
1: All of the good films aren't going to be Hollywood films, Joe.
0: The new Terminator. They're making a new Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery is a good, good book. I don't know if you've read that, Stephen King. I've never read it. It's a good book. The movie was kind of cool too for its time. Zombieland 2. That'll be fun. I'll go watch that. First one was awesome.
1: This is the trailer. It's so pretentious. It's so lame. It's so try-hard. Look at it.
0: It's pretty lame. That's like a $5 trailer.
1: It's just try-hard, dude. They're like, it's going to be so creepy. And it's going to have fucking Joke Phoenix there going... I, I like to kill people. I'm the Joker.
0: Oh. It's and
1: everyone's going to go, oh, it's really dark. It's really dark. And it's not going to be dark. The darkest one was the 89 one with Jack Nicholson and fucking Michael Keaton.
0: Heath Ledger was much darker than... than you
1: think that was darker than Jack Nicholson? Absolutely. What did he do that was darker besides have messier makeup?
0: His acting, I liked
1: Heath Ledger. How
0: about his acting?
1: I liked Heath Ledger's acting. I liked it. I just hate that film, and I find that film laughable. You're and I don't think any of those Christian Bale Batmans are watchable because he goes, And am Batman." You're biased. Have you heard him talk? Can you do an impersonation of Christian You're Bale? Biased. No, I can't. Alf, yeah, I can you do it?
2: it? I suck it. How does impersonations. he talk? He's got that really, really deep, raspy voice. So how does it sound? Ah, uh, i Batman. Batman. <laughs> now say, "I'll get
0: drive-through." He can. He can do a good Batman. Oh will get drive through. See? That's that's the Val Kilmer.
1: That's not. That's the. No, that's. Is that.
0: That's Val Kilmer. Is that Val Kilmer? Is that the cartoon
1: one? Kevin Conroy. Val Kilmer. Either way, they go, who are you? And he goes,
2: And you're
1: like, who are you? And then fucking Bane comes in and goes. blah blah
0: blah. That was like that. That's Daffy Duck.
1: That's what Batman sounded like. You sound like Daffy Duck and then Bane comes in going, I was born in the dark. And you're like, why are you talking like that,
0: dude? Hey, guys, I've just gone through the list of movies for 2019 and Hollywood's it's 90% terrible. bullshit. This is awful. All the
1: good films are going to be coming out of Korea and Japan and Europe. Look to the Asian films. Look to the Indian films. Oh,
0: I did see a trailer for an Asian film yesterday on YouTube and it's got, um, I think it's the new Ip Man.
1: Oh, yeah. It's in theaters right now. There's an It Man in theaters right now.
0: And it's got... Um, it's
1: got It Man 52.
0: <laughs> it Man 4. No, Ip, no, Ip it's P- not out yet. Picogram. It's not out yet. It or, looks freaking mental. There's though.
1: one out right now, though. There's an It Man out right now in the theaters.
0: Are you sure?
1: I'm pulling it up. Hold on.
0: Yeah, It Man Legacy.
1: Yeah. It's out right now.
0: Yeah, it's got Dave. Yeah, this is the trailer that I saw. So it's got Dave Batista in it. He's the guy from um, you know, Dave Batista. Yeah. Apparently, he was a wrestler, but I know him from Bond. He was the Bond villain, in Spectre, and he was also in Blade Runner. Uh, Tony Jaa, Michelle Yeoh, Liu Yan, and Zhang Jin. Yeah, they're pretty.
2: They're pretty good. Oh, I was watching that actually. Yeah.
0: 9.30 tonight. I think I need to sleep.
1: Yeah, that's pretty late. I mean, but you're going to be up late the night after,
0: aren't you, for New Year's Eve? That's a movie worth watching late at night, though, especially during summer holidays. What is? Um, it Man.
1: Oh, ah, yeah. It's the
0: sort of movie you'd want to go watch.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to go see the new uh, Ranveer Singh film. Which is what? Called Simba. Oh,
2: it's yeah, Sim... Simba with Simba. double M or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. I've got a I've got a good sci-fi uh, suggestion. What's it called? It's called Upgrade. Hmm, who's in that? Uh, Logan Marshall Green. You oh, it's made by
1: the other guy from Who Made Saw, Lee Whannell. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's it's not like a great production. Like it's not like a you know, millions of dollars worth. But the concepts in it. Are awesome. Is it on Netflix? Uh, yes, it is on Netflix. Is okay. that your film recommendation? That is my film recommendation. I will be watching that tonight. That is... I enjoyed it. I will be watching that
0: tonight. Sorry, Chris. I watched that before the other movie. Because it's... Cause it's <laughs> sci-fi. If you
2: watch
1: that upgrade film before your name, I'm going to be very upset. We've even got our listeners... Shout out to Simon Bailey. Is it Simon? It was Bailey? Simon. It is Simon. Yeah. For watching your name. Good job. You did it before Joe did.
0: Uh, Gemini Man... 2019 fantasy science fiction film that comes out in October, uh, directed by Ang Lee. And, um,
1: Do you remember that comedy bit I made you watch recently by Stuart Lee where he's like, Ang Lee, you wouldn't like me if I was Ang Lee.
0: <laughs> Will Smith. Right after he made The Hulk.
1: <laughs> Don't make me Ang Lee.
0: It's got one of your favorite actors in it, Chris. Who? Clive Owen. Good. What's it called? Gemini Man. Gemini, man. An elite assassin becomes the target of a mysterious young operative who can seemingly predict his every move. And Captive State is another sci-fi movie. This is no longer our planet from the director of Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Rupert White. It's got Machine Gun Kelly. Who the hell is Machine Gun Kelly? Apparently that's a legitimate...
1: It's a girl named Kelly who's got a machine gun.
0: Madeline Brewer, John Goodman is the rapper. Ashton Sanders. It's
1: a girl named Kelly who's got a machine gun.
0: Vera Farmiga.
1: Cool. I think it's Vera Farmiga.
0: Farmiga, it's Farmiga. 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 Is it fillet or filet?
2: Like filet o fish.
0: Mm-hmm. Or, or
1: filet Seymour
0: Hoffman. So when you when you order a fillet o fish. Do you order
2: as a fillet fish or a fillo fish?
1: I don't order fish.
2: Alf, I've been known to order both. You've ordered because both because it's a straight like in Australia. I've heard, I've heard it said fillet o fish.
0: So a bit like farming,
2: huh? Yeah,
0: yeah. Last I checked, I'm I'm disappointed. What really are you?
1: Are you disappointed in Hollywood?
0: You should be. I'm disappointed in Google. There's
1: going to be better films coming out on Netflix in the next 12 months than coming out in the theatres.
0: So hmm. where's a good website where they actually give you... Uh,
1: Information about good international films that are coming out?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I don't think there's a way to find it. I think the best thing to do is just watch what's coming out in Monica and just watch the trailers as they come out. Just once a week, check out the new films showing in Monica and Palace. And check out, like, just oh. check the Palace and event and Monica event websites. Oh, no. What?
0: Gambit. Guess Who, he's, oh. he's going to play Gambit.
1: Fucking, like, who's that fat kid from. Ch- Channing Tatum. Oh.
0: <laughs> That's awful. Oh. There's already a trailer for it.
1: You know what they must have thought? They need, we need a good looking, smooth talking, um, funny New Orleans guy. Let's get a potato head, meat head. A fucking loser who can't act who's ridiculous looking <sighs> but of course of course they would cast him as Gambit
0: here's a he's, okay so here's a Finnish sci, sci-fi movie coming out 16th of Jan director Timo Solar, so it's from Finland Finnish actors guys who you would probably recognize actually because I have seen this guy before um, looks pretty cool. Check this out. Iron Sky.
1: Yeah. i
2: have to check out the trailer, but... Is that the one with the Nazis? Yeah. Yeah. That looks crazy. Have you seen that? I haven't seen the trailer yet. Have you seen the, the, the old one? The no, first one? I haven't. I haven't. It's crazy as, but, but I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Like, it's one of those just so bad, it's good movies. It kind of looks like something out of, um...
0: Uh, what's that um, 80s Kung Fu what's it called again? Kung Fu Kung Fury? Kung Fury? Uh,
2: yeah because G- you know what's that called, as well? um, yeah, yeah. It's called like yeah it's like a what do you call it? alternative reality film yeah, Kung Fury is amazing Kung Fury is really. good yeah so it's Kung Fu soccer
0: guys I reckon we should go for a swim it's hot it's very sure.
2: hot sure
1: I think that's a great, great summer, summer episode of the podcast. Laid back, lazy, people can listen to it, fall asleep, wake up again while it's still going, and just keep cruising. I hope everyone out there had a good Christmas. Happy New Year from Chris.
2: Dan from Al. From Joe. Yeah, yeah.